الحمد لله وكفى والسلام على عباده الذين استفى اما بعد اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نظر ظاهر الاسم وباطن سبحان ربك رب العزه اما يصفون والسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم اللهم صل على سيدنا محمد وعلى آل سيدنا محمد وبارك وسلم الله سبحانه وتعالى إن القرآن الكريم حسن بذر ظاهر الإثم وباطنة that you should leave all of the sins that you do ظاهراً outwardly in batin and inwardly. This ayah has two meanings. First meaning, leave all the outward sins. So lying, stealing, sinning with any organ of the body. And leave the inner sins, which is lust, greed, envy, arrogance, short-tempered and unlawful anger. It has a second meaning. It also means that leave doing sins outwardly and leave wanting sins inwardly. This is what they call tazkija. Stop doing sin, level one. Stop wanting sin, level two. To learn how to stop wanting sin, stop desiring sin, to stop thinking about sin, to stop fantasizing about sin, to stop glorifying, idolizing sin. That is called tazkiyya. That Ya Allah, Alhamdulillah, I was able to save myself from acting on that sinful thought. Why did that sinful thought come in the first place? I was able to, Alhamdulillah, not do that sinful action. But why is that sinful feeling inside of my body? I want it out. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said. Take it out. Take it out. This is why Mashaikh of the Sof used to say that the Sof means to eliminate even any single atom of sin from inside. This is why Nabi Kareem Salaam used to say that that person who has even an atom's weight of kibber will not enter Jannah. Zarra, even a drop of kibber, will not enter Jannah. Take it out. This is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is saying in the Qur'an al-Qur'an. There are normally two ways that we talk about this. One is called istighfar and taqwa, and one is called tawbah. Actually, Allah ta'ala put in my heart to talk to you tonight about the second thing. Why? Because there are two ways to leave sin. One is called taqwa and one is called tawbah. We need both. We need both. A person must first make true tawbah and then they must truly adopt taqwa. A person must first make true tawbah then they must be true to that tawbah and taqwa. Taqwa and tawbah. Taqwa and tawbah. Taqwa and tawbah. But, for many of us, it's actually Toba, 
trying for taqwa, sin again, then again toba, trying for taqwa, sin again, then again toba. So what I wanted to mention tonight now was some ways one talk is how to make our taqwa stronger. Inshallah ta'ala, we'll do that someday as well. Tonight is how to make our toba stronger. Ten ways to make toba stronger. From Imam Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullahu ta'ala and Al-Iman Al-Awsat. Yes, we want you to know your entire tradition. Ten ways to make our toba stronger. Why? Because there are some sins that every one of us has the ability to leave on the basis of our own effort. That is called adopting taqwa. And in this day and age we have found that there are many Muslims who are involved in some sins that they themselves confess and after trying to treat them we ourselves feel that we can't leave that sin. Many of us may have thought using our akal that a mu'min if he wants can leave every sin. No. Sometimes there comes a sin that a person is so addicted to it. A person has become so habituated in it. A person is so ingrained in that sin that the only way to get themselves out of that sin is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taking them out of sin. لِيُخْرِجُكُمْ مِنَ الظُّلُمَاتِ إِذَا النُّورِ Ultimately this ikhraj, the taking out from the darkness of our sins into the nur of ibadat and itaat, into the nur of worship and obedience is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So then it comes the question, how can a person attract that special mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to see me out of my sin? Because I want to see myself out, but I can't get out. They say, I cried in Ramadan. I went, I made itikaf. I cried on the odd nights. I went for hajj. I cried in Arafah. And then I came back and in so amount of, in such a period of time, I went back to that sin. And they don't understand. And they say, I want to leave that sin. I'm ashamed of that sin. I'm sick and tired of being a hypocrite when I do that sin. But I can't get out. So what that person needs is Allah spawned out to take them out. You can imagine like a person is standing looking at a mountain. And they're not strong enough right now to climb that mountain. So how can they make themselves such that Allah spawned out wants to see them on top of the mountain? When they become like that, they become the murad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. One is to be the murid of Allah, to seek Allah ta'ala out. And one is to become the murad of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that Allah ta'ala himself seeks us out. That Allah ta'ala wants to see that person on top of the mountain. That is what we want to talk about tonight. And that is called making a special type of tawbah. Tawbah to nusuh. Such a sincere, true tawbah. That that person doesn't have ability to leave that sin. But the tawbah is so sincere that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And Allah subhanahu wa wants to accept that person's tawbah so perfectly that he takes that person out of sin. And that is what many of us need. We need that incredible mercy of Allah subhanahu wa Illa man rahima rabbi. Allah ta'ala says in Quran about the nafs, inna nafsa la'amalatun bisu. That indeed the nafs is ever commanding a person to do sin except for that person 
upon whom Allah Ta'ala, my Rabb, Rabbi, my Rabb means Allah Ta'ala sends His mercy. So this is then how to get that mercy of Allah. And this is one of the greatest gifts Allah Ta'ala has given this Ummah called Tawbah. One of the greatest gifts Allah Ta'ala has given this Ummah is called Tawbah. We'll begin directly with an ayah which we normally end up. And that is what Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ التَّوَّابِهِمُ اللَّهُ أَكْمَرْ كَبِيرًا Subhanallahi wa bihamni, Subhanallahi al-Azim Ya Allah, you could have said إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ التَّوَّابِهِمُ كَافِيُوتَ Allah Ta'ala could have said, Allah forgives the ones who make tawbah. He could have said, Allah Ta'ala yutubu alayhim. Allah tawabin. Allah Ta'ala accepts their tawbah. No, no, Allah Ta'ala said, in Quran al-Kareem, Rabb al-Kareem al-Hamar al-Rahimeen said, Inna Allah yuhibba tawabin. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the people of tawbah. In Urdu. If I say anything in Urdu, I will either say it in English before or after. But I Allah Ta'ala has left a way for me and you to become His beloved. We would have thought that only the people of taqwa would be His beloved. The people of righteousness would be His beloved. The people of piety would be His beloved. But Allah Ta'ala in this ayah is showing even us, the sinning believers, that we have an opportunity to be His beloved, as mahbub, just by making tawbah. Subhanallah, bihamni, subhanallah, adhim. So we need to learn how to make this tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And everybody needs to make this tawbah. Everyone. The unbeliever. When he makes tawbah and accepts the deen of Islam, he makes tawbah of his kufr. The sinning Muslim, the believer who sins, makes tawbah of his sins. And if somebody was to say, I don't have sin, I don't do sin, so the Mashaikh have written that even that person should make tawbah of their ghafla. That person, if they didn't do sin, they should make tawbah of those moments that they spent of their life that was absent of the zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What does it mean? They should make tawbah that they weren't misdaq or the living embodiments of this ayah. رِجَالٌ لَا تُلْهِيهِمْ تِجَارَةٌ وَلَا بَيْءٌ أَنْ ذِكْرِ اللَّهِ Why weren't they like that? They didn't sin, but they weren't like this. They make tawbah of that. They weren't walladheena that they were supposed to remember Allah subhanahu was standing, sitting, lying on their side. They couldn't do that. They should make tawbah of that. These ayat were for mu'mineen to follow. And those mu'mineen who were able to save themselves from sin, they were supposed to have these ayat. And they don't have it. To make tawbah for that. Then the Mashaikh said, if somebody says that, okay, I don't have sin, and I don't have ghafla. I'm always remembering Allah. They said even that person has to make tawbah for what we call Arabic khawatir. That he has idle thoughts, stray thoughts, 
random whisperings. Why did they occur to you? Make tawbah for that. It means simply speaking that every single mu'min needs tawbah. Baab tawbah, this door of tawbah is the greatest chance me and you have for entering Jannah. <laughs> Very few people I think tonight could say I can enter through Baab taqwa I don't know if anybody can say that. Hmm? But Baab tawbah Alhamdulillah. <laughs> that is maybe the widest way and the easiest way that many of us will be able to attain Jannah in the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So Ibn Taymiyyah says that there are ten means in which a person can get the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, be saved from the anger and punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, ten means for that person to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And the first one, a tawbah. It's called tawbah. Tawbah is the first of the ten ways. What does tawbah mean? Tawbah means that you want to erase your history of sin from your heart. Tawbah means that you want never ever to do a sin again in the future. Tawbah means you are pledging and promising to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Ya Allah, anything that leads me to your disobedience, anything that even makes me slightly displeasing in your eyes, I want to leave that for your sake and to make myself pleasing to you. When Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts such a person's tawbah, he erases the memory of that sin from the Kalam and Katibin. He erases the record of that sin from the Kitab, from the Book of Deeds. He erases that memory of sin from the pieces of earth upon which a person committed sin. That also comes in Quran. To hadithu akhbaraha. That the earth will testify against that person. That this person did this sin on me. I am his bedroom. I am that bedroom in which he is to sit and do sin. Earth will testify. Allahu Akbar. And then a person's own organs and limbs also comes in Quran. That there will be a seal set on their lips. And their own hands will testify as to what buttons he made me press. Their own eyes will testify as what type of things he made me look at. Allahu Akbar. Such strong witnesses. Angels, book, the earth itself and all of the organs and limbs of a person. But if a person makes tawbah, Allah subhanahu wa erases all of these four things and Allah subhanahu wa erases the distance that came between that person and their rub because of that sin. That's the real thing. That's why the Mufassirun say when Allah Ta'ala teaches us in Quran to say, Rabbi Ikfir Warham. Ikfir, forgive us for our sins. Warham. And have mercy on us. Bring us back to that quote. Make us again like fa'inni kareeb. Make us again huwa ma'akum ayna ma'kuntum. Make us again nahnu akrabu ilayhi. Make us again like that. That is the mercy of Allah SWT. That He erases the distance from us. That is the ultimate way in which He accepts our tawbah. And Allah SWT mentions this in Qur'an al-Kareem. Allah says in Qur'an, قُلْ يَا إِبَادِيَ الَّذِينَ أَصْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ لَا تَقْنَتُوا مِنْ رَحْمَةِ اللَّهِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ يَغْفِرُ الْذُنُوبَ جَمِيعًا Allahu Akbar Kabeerah إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Ya Allah In the very beginning, this is one of the most beautiful ayat of the Qur'an 
And the most beautiful thing in this ayah is the ya. I will do tarjima in a different order. Allah Ta'ala says, الَّذِينَ أَسْرَفُوا عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ That those who did wrong and injustice on their own selves, means those who sinned, those who harmed only themselves by leaving the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala begins by saying, Ya ibadi, Hey mere bandha, Aap mere bandha ki se nikal nahi sakte in gunao se, Aap alladheena asrafu ala anfusihim, Hey, Aap gunao karne wale hain, But sunu mera khitab, Mere Quran, Ya ibadi, Aap mere hain, Allah Akbar. Ya comes for nisbat. Hmm? Allah Ta'ala is saying in Quran, Al-Ladheena asrafu ala anfusihim, Those of you who have sinned against yourselves, Listen to the way I call upon you, I address you, I remember you, I remind you, Ya ibadi, oh my ibad, you're still mine. You have forgotten yourselves, but I have not forgotten you. Allah Akbar Kameera. La taqnatu min rahmatillah. To never despair of the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Never fall into depression. Never think you are beyond His reach. Inna allaha yaghfiru zhunubu jami'a. That indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives all of the sins. That mountain of sin, those hours of sin, those nights of sin, those years of sin, those years of lies and betrayal and disloyalty to Allah, Allah subhanahu wa still is ultimately always loyal and loving to us and calls us his ibad and says, I forgive all sins. And then says, إِنَّهُ هُوَ الْغَفُورُ الرَّحِيمُ Don't you know that he is Al-Ghafur? That forgiving is in his nature and he is always forgiving? And he is Al-Rahim, that he is the epitome and ultimate manifestation of mercy and always sending that mercy? Allah Akbar. If we could let this ayah hit our heart, if we could just say, Labaik, when Allah Ta'ala says, Ya Ibadi, if we could respond and say, Ya Rabbi, <laughs> this is our whole being, you can understand in two sentences. Upper say, Ya Ibadi, need to say, Ya Rabbi. This is deen of Islam. From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, oh mine. And from the mu'min, oh my love. Sometimes we tell young people, that's what we call my dearest, darling, beloved Allah. This is how you should feel about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. People write this in their letters and SMSs and unlawful ways. Allah is your darling. This is what you should think. Rabbi. My dearest, darling, beloved, beautiful Allah. That's how a mu'min should feel. Oh, if he addresses Allah like that in his heart, oh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will drown him in his mercy. Allah ta'ala will drench him in his mercy, will take him out of all of those sins that he's not able to leave himself. If he can make tawbah like this in the way that this ayah is addressing him to. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in another ayah in the Qur'an, وَهُوَ الَّذِي يَقْبُلُ التَّوْبَةَ عَنْ إِبَادِهِ وَيَعْفُ عَنْ السَّيِّعَاتِ And Allah spawns us that being who accepts the tawbah. He is at-tawab. Whenever we sin, He manifests Himself as at-tawab. And sees it, when will my servant remember me? When will he come back to me? When will she call on me? 
When will she ask me to forgive them? He always accepts the Toba. So the first of the ten ways was Toba itself. And Imam ibn Taymiyyah continues, That the second means to get the special mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is to make istighfar. What's the difference between Toba and istighfar? Toba is a commitment for the future. And istighfar is seeking forgiveness for the past. Very simple, like we gave you simple English for Toba. Simple English for istighfar, Ya Allah, I'm sorry. I'm really, really sorry. I'm really sorry about what I just did. Please forgive me. That's what istighfar is. To say sorry to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to ask Him to forgive us, this is what istighfar is. And in our deen, there's so much emphasis on istighfar. Now let me practically explain, especially for the young people, how this whole system works. So what happens is a person is a mu'min, a person is a believer. They do a sin. They do a sin in order to feel some pleasure or to get some benefit. If they are mu'min, the second they do the sin, they get the pleasure and benefit, but they also feel a sting. The sting is called nadma, in Urdu nadama, called remorse and regret. First battle is between their nadma and their pleasure. If their pleasure, feeling of pleasure and feeling of benefit was greater than their feeling of remorse, they will do the sin again. When they do the sin again, they will feel even less nadma, less remorse, then they will do the sin again and keep doing that sin such that they no longer feel any remorse and sadness when they do that sin. Second possibility is that they did the sin, but their remorse was greater. Their sadness and shame and regret, nadma was greater, greater, stronger feeling. That person goes to his tikfah. Then they seek the forgiveness of Allah Taala. They beg Allah Taala to forgive them. Then comes another choice. Then comes another battle. After they make istighfar, now it's a question, do they go back to those things, to that technology, to that company, to that place, to that person that involved them in sin? Or do they leave it? That we leave all those ones, in be they individuals or instruments, that lead us and disobey you and lead us to your disobedience. That's the next battle. If they made touristic far, they cried, but they go back to that gathering. They go back to those people. They go back to those ways. And again they go back into sin. Again they go right back into sin. But if they leave those things, that is called toba. That is called toba. When they make toba, they make true Tawbah, then the next battle is, are they true to their Tawbah or not? One thing is to make true Tawbah, and the next thing is to be true to one's Tawbah. That last thing is called Taqwa. Do they adopt a lifestyle? They've left all the things that invite them to sin. Now do they adopt the lifestyle of Taqwa, Sunnah, and Zikr or not? If they don't adopt a lifestyle of taqwa, sunnah, and dhikr, all three things, 
emphasized repeatedly in Quran al-Kareem in our deen. If they adopt all three, that is the way to be true to Tawbah. And if they're weak in those three, then they risk lapsing in their Tawbah. And then again they go back to their sin. This is the whole cycle and circuit explained. To istighfar. The second thing is to make istighfar. And Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us in our deen to make so much istighfar. Allah Akbar. If you look in our deen, we make istighfar even after our ibadat. You know, in hadith it comes that after you pray salah, follow the salah. Mandatory salah, the greatest salah that there is. Right after you pray, you should say Allah Akbar and say astaghfirullah three times. Allah Akbar, did you do some sin? No. After Fars Ibadah, our deen is teaching us to say istighfar. What? Imam al-Rabbani, Mujadda al-Fisani, Shaykh Ahmed Sirhindi rahimahullahu ta'ala explains in his maktubat that however perfect a person may outwardly perform their salah, they will never have the ikhlas that is befitting Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kama yaliku sha'nuhu as befits his might and majesty so that they should therefore make istighfar for that out of humility. Allah This is what our deen is teaching us. And we don't even make istighfar after our sins. Sunnat Rasul Sassam istighfar after salah. And sunnat or adat of his ummah not even istighfar after sin. How far have we gone from what we're supposed to be? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in Quran al-Kareem, فَقُلْتُ اسْتِغْفَرُوا رَبَّكُمْ إِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا That you should make istighfar to your Rabb, فَإِنَّهُ كَانَ غَفَّارًا Another name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He is غَفَّارًا Super forgiving. This is the English translation of this Arabic word. Super forgiving. What does it mean? You make a little forgiveness, he sends a lot of maghfirah. <laughs> That's what a ghaffar means. You make a weak istighfar, he sends his strong maghfirah. Allah Akbar Then Allah SWT also taught us in Quran, since some have come back from that recently, that even when people in Hajj, after Yawmul Arafah, which we all know in our deen, is the greatest forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. There's no other day, no other yawm like yawm al-arafah. So what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say about that in the Qur'an? ثُمَّ أَفِيذُ حَيْثُ أَفَاظُ النَّاسِ وَاسْتَغْفِرُ اللَّهِ Allah The hujjahs are being given hukam. That when you go, i.e. when you go from Arafah to Muzdalafah, when you complete Arafah, you have Hajjim Mabrur, Hajjim Makabur, and you are like when your mother just gave you birth, and you go and proceed to Muzdalafah, Istaghfirullah, seek the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Inna Allah ghafoorun raheem. Indeed, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiving and merciful. Allah Akbar. Istighfar after far salah. Istighfar after Fard, Al-Hajju Arafah, if Hadith is Asl Al-Hajj Arafah, Istighfar after Arafah. Another ayah Allah Santa says in Quran, mentioning those people who do Qiyamul Layl, 
to spend all the night, half the night, one third of the night in worship and ibadat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah ta'ala describes them in Quran, وَبِلْ أَسْحَارِهُمْ يَسْتَغْفِرُونَ Allahu Akbar Kameera. So what do they do after spending the whole night or half the night in tahajjud? They make istighfar. And the young man of today spends the whole night in sin and doesn't make istighfar. Where we were supposed to be and where we are. These great sahaba Karam and all of the great sadiqeen and awliya and sulaha who followed this path would be crying after nights of worship and we are unable to shed a tear after a night of sin. We sleep through the fajr. Where are we compared to what they were? Where are we compared to the type of human being that the Quran al-Kareem is trying to create? And Nabi al-Kareem s.a.w. in different hadith, Ajeeb hadith, this is in Bukhari and Muslim, إِذَا أَذْنَبَ عَبْدٌ ذَنْبَ That when a person commits, when a servant of Allah commits a sin, فَقَالَ أَيْ ذَبِّي أَذْنَبْتُ ذَنْبًا فَغْفِرْ لِي That, oh my Rabb, I have committed a sin, forgive me. فَقَالَ His Rabb says, أَلِمَ عَبْدِي أَنَّ لَهُ رَبًّا يَغْفِرُ ذَنْبَ That my servant knows that he has a Rabb who forgives sin. Allah Ta'ala is so happy that the servant called upon Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. says, look at my servant, he sinned. But look at my servant, he knows he has a Rabb who forgives sins and he calls upon me. Allahu Akbar. It's a long hadith, but then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives that person. And then, the person does a sin again. أَذْنَبْتُ ذَنْبًا آخَرًا فَاغْفِرْهُ لِي Oh Allah, I did another sin. Forgive that one for me also. فَقَالُ رَبُّهُ His Rabb, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says again, أَرِمَ عَبْدِي أَنَّ لَهُ رَبًّا يَغْفِرُ ذَنْبًا Again, look at my servant, he sinned again, but again he knew that he has a Rabb who forgives sin and he called upon me and Allah Ta'ala forgives him. And it continues and then the Hadith says, فِالثَلَاثَ أَوَ الرَّابِيَ The third or fourth time this happens, then Allah Ta'ala says, فَالْيَفْأَ الْمَاشَاءَ should not be misunderstood. Doesn't mean Allah SWT is saying, go and do sin. But Allah SWT is saying that if every time you sin, you will ask me for forgiveness, then every time you will ask me for forgiveness, I will forgive you. If every time you ask me for forgiveness, and nafs, dunya, shaitan, and makhluk bring you back into sin, if every time that happens, again you ask me for forgiveness, and every time I will forgive you. If every time shaitan and the nafs get better of you, and bring you to sin, but every time you get the better of them and ask me for forgiveness, then every time I will forgive you. Tana Rafara. This is what it means. Allah Taala is full of forgiveness. And the third way, Imam Ibn Taymiyyah Allah writes, Al-Hasanatul Mahiya means the good deeds that erase. Why? Because as all of we know, Allah subhanahu wa said in Quran, إِنَّ الْحَسَنَاتِ تُذْحِبْنَ السَّيِّعَاتِ That the good deeds, they erase and they wipe away the effects of the bad deeds. What does this mean? You see, when a person, cloth gets dirty, 
person's clothes get dirty. Do they say that what's the point of me washing it? Because it's only going to get dirty again? Do they think like that? No. So I'm going to wash it. Even though I know guaranteed it's going to get dirty again, and guaranteed I will have to wash it again. But every time it gets dirty, I'm going to keep washing it. So that should be the feeling of a mu'min. Imam al-Ghazayrim makes it clear that lest a person when they sin, they think they should leave ibadat. That what's the point I said? No. You should go and all the more you should pray. Just like if you drop something, or you know you're always somebody who drops something, all the more you should wash your clothes. Why? Because those a'mal salih those hasanat, those good deeds, will wipe away the effect of our sins. Now I'll tell you another way that we can do this. Some of the ulama and mashayik have mentioned about this ayah, that a person should try to follow a sin with a good deed from the same jins. means from the same type of thing. From the same type of thing. So for example, if a person sins with their eyes, they should try to follow it up with a good deed with their eye. They should look at the Qur'an al-Kareem with muhabba and love. They should look at walidain, their parents with love. If they have the opportunity to go to Makkah they should look at the Kaaba with love. Or they can do amal on this ayah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Qur'an al-Kareem, وَاسْبِرْ نَفْسَكَ مَعَ الَّذِينَ يَدْعُونَ رَبَّهُمْ بِالْغَدَاتِ وَالْعَشِيِّ That you should keep yourself strong and patient and in the company of those who call upon their Rabb, their Lord, morning and evening, يُرِيدُونَ وَجْهَهُ And they are seeking the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala وَلَا تَعْضُ أَيْنَاكَ أَنْهُمْ And don't lower your gaze from them. You see Allah Ta'ala in Quran in one ayah says, lower your gaze from things that are forbidden to look at. In this ayah Allah Ta'ala says, don't lower your gaze, look at, stare at. Allah Ta'ala is saying in Quran, so it's not some Sufi philosophy. This is Quran Al-Kareem, revealed by Rabbul Azim. He is saying, don't lower your gaze from those people. So we should follow this up with hasanat and look at those things that are beautiful and noble and pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when we look at them to make up for the sins that we did when we looked at things that were not permissible to look at. If a person made a sin of zina, they can follow that up by what type of good deed? Not what you're thinking. That's also possible when they get married. They can also be if they made zina, they should make niyat. That they would help some young man or young woman who wants to get married, is ready to get married, but does not have the financial means to get married, maybe they support that person and enable them to get married with this niyat that I can help this person save themselves from this temptation. Maybe Allah Ta'ala will forgive me for my zina because of this act. So to think like that, that if I do a sin, I should try to make up for that sin by following it up with a good deed, so those good deeds can erase the sins. Fourth thing, as-sabab al-rabi, du'a al-mu'mineen lil-mu'minun. Du'a al-mu'mineen lil-mu'min. The du'a of the believers for a fellow believer. Yes. Ibn Taymiyyah, Allah Ta'ala, and all of the ulama, ahl sunnah wal-jama'ah, 
have ijma on this. That the dua that we make for one another are a means of our forgiveness. And he writes at length and gives many examples from hadith of Salat al-Janazah, of dua in general. The du'as that we make for one another. So you should ask one another for dua. It's a sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah Wasallam. It comes in a days at that time when Sayyidina Rasulullah was sending. Sayyidina Umar Badana was traveling from Medina Manawa to Makkah Makarramah. Nabiya Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi told Sayyidina Umar Badana that don't forget me in your du'as. Allah Akbar. Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, notwithstanding the maqam of Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. But Sayyidina Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Imam al-Awwaleen wal-Akhireen, Imam al-Anbiya wal-Mursaleen, to educate the Ummah and how important it is to ask our fellow believers for dua, he asked Sayyidina Umar radiallahu ta'ala that you are going to Makkah Mukarramah, you are going to Kaaba, make dua for me and the Ummah as well. Allahu Akbar Kameera. So to make dua, this is something that we don't do. We should ask others for dua. And this is why Allah subhanahu wa taught us in Quran that we should make dua. Rabbana gfir lana. That oh, our Rabb forgive us. Mali ikhwanina. And for all of our brethren, alladheena sabakuna bil iman. We are taught in Quran to make dua for others. We underestimate this power of dua for one another. We underestimate this power of dua for one another. Fifth means again Ibn Taymiyyah Rimullah Ma yu'malu lil-mayyiti min a'mal al-bir Yes Ma yu'malu lil-mayyiti min a'mal al-bir Those things, good actions, noble acts what is known as Isali Sawab that are done on behalf of the deceased كَالصَّدَكَةِ وَنَحْوِهَا فَإِنَّ هَذَا يَنْتَفِعُ بِهِ بِنِسُوسِ السُنَّةِ الصَّحِيحَةِ الصَّرِيحَةِ وَإِتِّفَاقِ الْعَائِمَّةِ And this is established by clear, evident, accurate, authentic reports from the sunnah and the unanimous consensus of the imams of ilm to do something. And he goes into a whole long discussion for the ulama and the talaba that don't respond wa an laysa lil insani illa masa goes into a whole discussion Allah Akbar so it means when a person passes away that we should do something for them I'll explain to you briefly because why? because it must have been why should it benefit them? everybody should just be judged according to what they did or didn't do well they must have done something in their life to make this person fond of them, that this person is making du'a, that itself is their amal. They must have done something in their life that this person is now fond of them, and this person wants to read some Qur'an, or make some tawaf, or pray some salah, or give some sadaqah, or sacrifice some animal, or anything from the ibadat that bring one closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is also something. And I tell you something else, if you do it for the beloved deceased in your family, Allah Ta'ala will decree people most likely to do it for you. And if you neglect it for your teachers and mashayikh and asatiza and family members, chance that you may also be neglected. Chance that we may also be neglected.
sixth sabab. Sixth sabab. And here I'm, cha- I'm going to change the order slightly. From that which, because I'm going to do that one a little bit later. So in the text of Ibn Taymiyyah, I'll say this is actually the seventh, because I'm skipping his sixth, I'm going to do it later. So for our order six. Al-Masa'ibu allati yukaffaru Allahu biha al-khataya. That those difficulties that Allah Subhanahu wa sends on a person, why? To make those difficulties a means of forgiveness. We don't know that. Sometimes Allah Subhanahu wa sends a test, a trial, a tribulation, a sadness, a difficulty, a hardship upon us because He wants to forgive us for our sins. And instead we panic and we don't have sabr. And we even make shikwa, we even complain to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. If not with our tongue, but sometimes in our heart. And we ask that question. We should never be asked. We ask that question, why me? Hmm? So there's one answer to that. Why not you? If somebody asks, why me? Oh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is maliku mulk. Why not you? Why not you? But the more loving answer here is, why me? Because your Rabb wants to give you something. <laughs> your Rabb is shaking you up. Like in the cough medicine that says, shake well before use. Hmm? So Allah SWT is shaking you up. Why? Because He wants to use you, bring you to some ibadat, some dua. He wants you to run to Him. He wants you to cry to Him. He wants you to fall in sadda to Him. So he's shaking you up. And we don't know that instead of complaining or being sad or depressed, if we ran to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a little bit, then atani yamshi, if they come to me walking, fa'ateituhu harwala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in hadith Qudsi in Bukhari, if they come to me walking, I come to them running. Allah akbar kabira. That's what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants. He puts us in that difficulty, so we take baby steps, like the little baby is trying to walk, and the father gets so happy, sees a couple of steps, doesn't let them fall, runs to him and picks them up and holds them close. That's what Osmanta wants. Doesn't expect you to get out of it yourself, just wants to see you try a little bit. <laughs> just wants to see you splash a little bit. Hmm? If he sees you walking and splashing and crawling, فَأَتَيْتُهُ حَرُوَلَا he will come to you, flee to you. His mercy will flee to you. His mother, the nusrat and help will flee to us. That's why Allah SWT sends the difficulties. And also, the difficulties and sickness that we get in many ahadith have been mentioned as a means of shedding our sins. How the way Nabi Karim described this in hadith is the way a tree sheds its leaves in the autumn or the fall. Like that, a person sins or shed from them when a sickness or a difficulty afflicts them. Because Allah subhanahu wa wants to forgive us. Seventh Sabbath. Seventh Sabbath. This is a little bit intense. Seventh Sabbath, seventh way that Allah subhanahu wa can forgive us for our sins and a special mercy on us, accept our tawbah and make us amongst the people who can go straight to Jannah on Yawm Al-Qiyamah. مَا يَحْسُلُوا فِي الْقَبْرِ مِنَ الْفِتْنَةِ وَالزَّغْتَ Allahu Akbar Kabira. 
is called zaghtat al-qabr. It means the constriction, the tightening of the grave. Comes in a hadith, Nabiya Kareem Sassam even mentioned this about one sahaba. That he had some tightening of the grave. Sayyidina Saad, Madiullah ta'ala anhu. The same Sayyidina Saad, ta'ala anhu. Upon whose passing away, it is mentioned in the that the arsh of Allah ta'ala cried for three days. That same Sayyidina Saad, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, was mentioned that Nabiya Kareem sallallahu that he got a slight fraction of a second of zagdad al-qabr. What does this mean? Well, sometimes you can think of it this way, especially in our tradition in Pakistan, and those elders from Pakistan would know, that sometimes the bani se rahat milta hai. Hum apne asatuza ki khidmat aise karate madar se mein. Kabhi kabhi the bani se ek rahat milta hai. Sometimes by getting a little, or you can think like this, massage of the cover. The purpose of the massage of the cover, like the physical massage in this world, is to iron out the wrinkles and the knots in the muscles. The purpose of this massage in the cover is to wrinkle and iron out the traces and effects of sin. This is actually a means of mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah Akbar. It means that Allah Taala will send His forgiveness upon us. So this is another way, and this is why we should have a fear of Allah Taala. We don't have a fear. We should fear Allah as He deserves to be feared. That's really what taqwa is. Taqwa means to fear Allah Taala as He deserves to be feared, and we are like fearless mu'minin. We're fearless believers. We do sin without any fear whatsoever. We're alone, we do ascent. And we're walking on the road. And there's a woman in front of us. And we know there's nobody with us. Look. Allah Akbar. Atah bin Abi Rabarim Allah Ta'ala from Atate. Ke e dost. Jabtun guna karneka irada kartahe. Abu tamam dar vaze or parde ku band kartahe. Jiske zarisim bhuluk apko dektahe. کیا تمام دیکھنے والوں میں سب سے کم درجہ آپ نے اللہ تعالیٰ کو دیا oh my friends when you want to commit a sin you close all the doors and you draw the curtains and lock the doorknob and draw the blinds and erase the history and cover your tracks so that no one could come to know of your sin of all the ones who could watch you and know your sin is Allah Taala that one who you hold in lowest esteem? That when I'm alone, i.e. one-on-one with Allah, then I can do sin? And what does Allah Taala say in Quran? Man rahman bil Allah Akbar. This is Quranic human being. That when they're alone, Allah Taala is unseen and they're unseen from the rest of creation. They fear Allah. And it's a beautiful, powerful verse in Quran. Allah Ta'ala is teaching us, don't think that Rahman means you shouldn't fear. Allah Ta'ala didn't say, Man al Aziz. He said, Man al Rahman. Those who fear Allah are Rahman. They know He is Rahman. They know He is merciful. But they know, still they should fear Him. Still they should fear Him. مَنْ خَشِيَ الرَّحْمَانَ بِالْغَيْبِ Alhamdulillah, the sulaha and awliya of this ummah, 
When they were alone with Allah, they used to do ibadah. They used to worship Him. They make dua munajat. Allah Akbar. How can we put that for you in English? Hmm? Supplications for salvation. This is what they felt when they were alone. When they were one-on-one with Allah, they used to enjoy it. Why? Because every lover likes to be alone with their beloved. And their beloved was Allah. And every lover, when they're alone with their beloved, they communicate with their beloved, and their beloved was Allah. Allah Ta'ala says in Quran, Yuhibbuhum wa yuhibbunahu. Allah Akbar. Yuhibbuhum, Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala loves them. Wa yuhibbunahu, and they love Allah. Two-way love. Oh, imagine to be like that. Just imagine what it would be like to spend even one Night like that. One night spent in the passionate love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Quran came so that we could live one life in the passionate love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah ta'ala says in Quran, وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا أَشَدُّ حُبًّا لِلَّهِ That those who believe are extreme, passionate, mad, crazy lovers of Allah. That's the believers. The lovers of Allah. Subhanallah wa bihamni, subhanallah wa And when we are alone, we have our false love, our fake love, our untrue love, our vulgar love, our profane love, our unlawful love. And when they were alone, they had their true love. Hmm? Why not love that being who knows how to love? Hmm? We don't know how to love. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows how to love. So why not offer your love to that being who knows how to love? Allah hmm? This is our deen. This is our thing. Eighth. Coming close. There were ten. Hmm? Eighth means a forgiveness. Allahu Akbar. Ahwalu yawm al-qiyama. Ahwalu yawm al-qiyama. The might and magnitude and awe-inspiring nature of the Day of Judgment will be a means of forgiveness of our sin. Even that person who spent centuries in their grave as Rawdatum Min Riyadh of Jannah, they were relaxing in their grave as it was a garden from the gardens of Jannah when they raised the Ibra and the Haiba, the magnificent awe and fear and might of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as it will be manifested on that day. The fear they will feel, the sweat that they will drip, the shivers they will have, all of that is a means also of their forgiveness. Allah Akbar. So what mean you were created for? Each and every single one of us is going to go to that Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Each and every single one of us is going to stand in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Maliki Yawm Al-Deen. But who has the mulk on that day? 
Allah Ta'ala, the sole sovereign, the true master, to the feeling that they will have, that feeling will also be a means of forgiving their sin. Now the ninth and tenth one, and then two hadith, and then we will end. And you should listen to these four things deeply with your heart. Number nine, number ten, and the two hadith with which we will end. Number nine. Allah Akbar Kameera. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa barak wa sallam. Number nine. Mentioned by Ibn Taymiyyah rahimahullahu ta'ala himself in this book Al-Iman Al-Awsat. Al-Shafa'atun من النبي من أهل الذنوب الله أكبر للشفاعة النبي الكريم صلى الله عليه وسلم فهو أهل الذنوب مرفتي who needs that shafat the intercession of Sayyidina Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم for the sinners for the people of sin for the companions of sin, for the people who had lifestyles of sin, for those mu'mineen who lived a life of sin, one way that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to forgive them for their sins on the Day of Judgment is through the shifa'at. In fact, he even says, shifa'at al-Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa ghayrahu the shafat of Nabi Kareem Sassam and other than him for the Ahlul Zanub Yawm Al-Qiyamah. Kama kan tawatarat anhu ahadith al-shafa'a as multiple ahadith have clearly established on shafa'a. For one example, one hadith that he mentions. Mithla qawlihi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam from hadith al-sahih shafa'ati la ahlul kaba'iri mi ummati. Allah Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says that my shafa'a, my intercession will be for the ahl qaba'ir, for those who make tremendous sin, enormous sin, grave sinners from my ummah, my shafa'at will be there for them on the day of judgment. This will be another way to earn the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to be forgiven. And another hadith that he mentions that Nabi Kareem was given a choice by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that if you want, you can choose that half of the ummah can go to Jannah. Or you can choose that you will be given the right to do shifa and intercede for them. Nabi Kareem sallallahu said that I would pick to intercede. Because then I can intercede for more than half. Allahu Akbar Kameera. Nabi Kareem. Harisun alaykum. This is Quran. This is Rahman trying to explain to us who is our Nabi. Hadithun alaikum. Yo, Allah Akbar. He yearns for you. He's deeply desirous of you. He's crazy mad about his ummah. That is Nabi Akareem sallallahu alayhi wa If only we could learn to become crazy mad about him. Hmm? Sometimes people ask, hmm? how much sunnah do I need to follow, brother? This question is from the ones who call me brother. 
How much sunnah do I need to follow, brother? It's very simple. I'll give you a very simple answer today. How good an ummati should you be? That's what you're asking me. Okay? You should be as good an ummati to him as good you think he was a nabi to you. That's ikhlas. Ikhlas doesn't just mean being a good student and a good worker and a good professional and a good professor and a good doctor. Real ikhlas, real sincerity, real sidq as-siddiqeen means to be true to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. How true an ummati should you be to him as true a Nabi that he was to you? If you think Nabi Kareem sallallahu was a so-so Nabi, okay, you follow the sunnah, so-so. You be a so-so ummati, no problem. But if you know in your heart that my Rasul, my Nabi, Uswatun Hasana, Rahmatul Alameen, he was the greatest, most perfect, most beautiful, most noble, most loving, most loyal Nabi, then we should try to make ourselves the most noble, the most loyal, the mo- most loyal, the most loving Ummati. That's ikhlas. That's simple. That's what the Siddiqeen are. Who is Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu? What does it mean that he was as-Siddiq? He was the truest to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And let me show you something more. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is true to the true. Hmm? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is true to the true. Sayyidina Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu ta'ala anhu was the truest to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam when Nabiya Kareem sallallahu was on the surface of this earth. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala kept saying Abu Bakr as-Siddiq with Nabiya Kareem sallallahu in the resting place in Medina Munawwara. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is true to the true will keep them together like this in Jannah al-Firdaus. This is what it means to be as-Siddiq. If you want to understand it even more, in a different way, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. Another type of Siddiq. Allahu Akbar, the most special character of Sayyidina Umar. He was the greatest number two in the history of humanity. Why do I say that? He was the greatest number two in the history of humanity because he never ever felt any hasad. Unlawful, maybe hasrat. But he never felt any hasad for number one. And he was so true to Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam that when Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa passed away, he was as true to Abu Bakr as he was to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. He was the truest to the truest of the truest. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the truest to them. He kept saying, Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu like this in Medina Munawwara. And he will keep saying, Umar radiallahu ta'ala anhu like this in Jannah al-Firdaus. This is what it means to be true. To the ninth thing, was shifat of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And we get that shifat by following the sunnah. By following the sunnah. Allah said in Quran, Qul, O my beloved messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, proclaim through this Quran for all of eternity. In kuntum tuhibbun Allah 
that if you claim to love Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the being, that you cannot come to Him on your terms. You must come to Allah ta'ala on His terms. This is part of His majesty and might. And what is His terms? Allah subhanahu has made one path, one label, one name, brand, that Allah ta'ala accepts, and that is called the sunnah. So Allah ta'ala says in Quran, tell them, فَاتَّبِعُونِي that they should follow you. Literally means follow me, means follow the Prophet So the mu'min says, Allah, I claim to love you. You told me to follow sunnah. So Ya Allah, okay, I follow sunnah. Now would you accept my claim to love you? Allah ta'ala says, oh my servant, not only do I accept you as my lover, Allah ta'ala will love you. Manda ashik banna chata tha, Allah ta'ala ne ka sunnat naya. Sunnat naya, Allah ta'ala ne ka ke ashik chodo, mein apne mashuk bana deta. Yuhbibkumullah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love you. Wa yakfir lakum dhunubakum. And Allah ta'ala will forgive you for your sins. So how much sunnah should we follow? How much shafa'at do you want? That's simple. Ever want to ask yourself, how much sunnah do I need to follow? How much shafa'at do you need on that day? If you think you need a lot of shafa'at on that day, hmm, you follow a lot of sunnah in this world. And if you think I can just, I don't really need shafa'at on that day, then live as if you don't really need sunnah in this world. Now you understand what sunnah is. Uswatun hmm? hasana. But for that person who yearns to meet Allah on the Day of Judgment, وَمَنْ ذَكَرَ اللَّهَ كَثِيرًا That person will see the beauty of Sunnah. That person who makes dhikr kathir will be able to see the beauty of Sunnah and sell themselves and sacrifice everything for the sake of that beauty. What if Nabi Kareem asks us on the Day of Judgment, hmm? You were my Ummah. Not only were you supposed to do ittiba'i sunnah, follow the sunnah. You were supposed to do ihya'i sunnah. You were supposed to revive the sunnah. And you lived in a land, and a time, and a society, in a culture of marketing, hmm? of labels, of design. Your job in that land and in that time was to take the label that I made and the label that I loved, and to market that, and to display that for the world as a source of their hidayah. Not just the outer, but also the inner sunnah. To have the sunnah gentleness of the Prophet ﷺ, the sunnah compassion of the Prophet ﷺ, the sunnah softness of the Prophet ﷺ, the sunnah humility of the Prophet ﷺ, the sunnah love for Allah of the Prophet ﷺ, the sunnah servitude to Allah, wa ashadu anna Muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh. That's what we were supposed to bring. If you want to understand what sunnah is, every creator has a masterpiece. Hmm? An architect, he will tell you his portfolio. And they will say, look at this building, that is my masterpiece. If you want to know and recognize me and my skills and architect, go look over there. In this day and age, people love science and Islam. You're impressed by Allah Spantah's creation of the atom, the subatomic particle, the quark? You are impressed by the galaxy, the universe, the black hole? 
No, no. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's masterpiece creation is the sunnah of Sayyidina Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It is infinitely more magnificent and intricate and amazing and beautiful than the biology or the astronomy or the physics of this physical world. That is the sunnah. The most perfect, most incredible, most beautiful, most noble, most virtuous, most excellent thing that the most excellent being has ever created. Sunnatul Rasul sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So if we adopt that sunnah, and if we can begin at least by loving that sunnah, that's not difficult. Give your heart to the sunnah. For some of us, you give your heart first, then your body will follow. At least give your heart to that sunnah. Give your heart to that Nabi who gave his heart to you. Allahu Akbar. Nabi Kareem someone's once making dua. What was dua? Just one word. Two words. One word. Ummati. 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 Allahu Akbar. One word. Allah Ta'ala said, Angel Jibreel. Ask my Nabi. What does he want? What is he worried about? So he told him, I'm worried about my ummah. Ya Rabbi ummati. This is why the Mashaikhs say make durood and salawat every day. Remind yourself that you have a Nabi. That you are the ummati of some Nabi. You're not a spiritual orphan. Main aam insaan nahi. Main kisi Nabi ka ummati ho. Ab kis cheez ki taraf mujhe daud karte hai? मैं तो किसी नबी का वारिस हूँ, किसी नबी का पैरोकार हूँ, किसी नबी का आशिक हूँ। I am the lover of some nabi, I am the follower of some nabi. What do you think? I'm not an ordinary person that you can ask me to do these things. Or the women who are listening, I'm not an ordinary girl that you can SMS me. I'm the daughter of the Prophet, spiritual daughter. The wives are ummahatul mu'minin. If the wives are the mothers of the believers, then that husband of those wives is the father, not the Christian concept. But in a certain sense, right? That's why we call him Sayyiduna. Really the proper Arabic word is he's our Sayyid. Hmm? Means he is our leader. She said, say, I'm the follower of some prophet. What makes you think you can SMS me like this? Hmm? That's how the girl should think. I'm following in a chain. I'm the spiritual inheritor of the Haya of Maryam. That's who I am. That's my identity. People love to talk about British Muslim identity. Hmm? Huh? American Muslim identity. Or our identity transcends the world. Our identity as we are the Ummah of Sayyidina Rasulullah his sunnah is our identity. Nothing can touch that sunnah. So this was the ninth thing. And the tenth and final thing that Imam Ibn Taymiyyah Ta'ala mentions. Allahu Akbar Kabira. Rahmatullahi wa'afuwuhu wa maghfiratuhu 
Bila sababim minal ibad. The mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the kind compassion of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, bala sababim minal ibad, not due to anything the servant did. Not due to their prayer, not due to their istighfar, not due to their tawbah, just pure, unsolicited, undeserved mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allahu Akbar Kameera. Who says he's not sahib marfat Cheap. Ila sababim min al-ibad. This last tenth one, this is our hope. We don't have this asbab of taqwa, of a'mal salih of tahajjud, from without any place. Allah Akbar. It means Allah Taala will just cast His gaze of mercy on that person's heart and will change that person's heart. Mukallibul kudub, muzakki al-haqiqi, the changer of the hearts, the true purifier of the hearts, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yahdi man yasha, yagfiru man yasha. Forgives who he wants, guides who he wants. This is Allah subhanahu wa special, special mercy. And our dua we can make them, Ya Allah, that we are people of iman. We are people of iman. Allah says in an ayah in the Quran that that person who simply yu'min, who has iman in Allah, yahdi kalbahu. Allah Ta'ala sends hidayah on their heart. And if we had nothing else, we were not alladheena amilu salihat, but we were at least alladheena amanu. Make this iman a means of getting your mercy. And now we end with two hadith, both of which are in the Sahih of Bukhari. First hadith, Allahu Akbar. It's narrated by Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu ta'ala anhu. And that was that a man came to the time, in the time of the Prophet, a man came to Sayyidina Rasulullah and his name was Abdullah. And he was a person who had been caught drinking. And he was a person whom Nabiya Kareem Wasallam got the punishment, was inflicted with the punishment for drinking. And then, he was a person who was still caught. He hadn't repented. And so then when he came to the Prophet and the Prophet this happened again. The same thing. That he fell into the sin again. And then he was again punished. And then he did the sin again. Then he was again punished. So in one such incident, one of the companions of the Prophet only because of their love for Sayyidina Rasulullah and they were so upset that this person is always making the heart of the Prophet sad. So that person in their feeling, that person in a state of emotion, he made this dua, Allahumma al-anuhu, that, oh Allah, curse him. And he, may he be cursed, that person who cannot repent from the sin and hurt the heart of the Prophet And then, فَقَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ 
Sayyidina Rasulullah said, La tal anuhu. Don't you dare. Don't you dare curse him. For wallahi, Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam swore on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ma alimtu annahu yuhibbu Allah wa rasooluh that I know that he loves Allah and that he loves the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This is why our mashayikh of the sobhav try to bring people to love for Allah. Love for Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam because this love if we can have it in our heart can be a means of getting the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because latna in Arabic when it's attributed to Allah doesn't mean curse as people translate it. Latna from Allah means to bu'ad on the rahmah to take a person out and put him outside the reach of mercy. That's what it means when Allah ta'ala says latna on some being. And here Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa is saying don't wish him or think him to be outside of the mercy of Allah why? He's sinning. He's caught sinning. He's repeatedly sinning. But what does he have in his heart? For wallahi ma alimtu annahu yuhibbu Allah wa rasuluhu that indeed Allah Nabi Kassam swears by Allah that he loves Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the Prophet in his heart. This is our dua that Ya Allah we too want to love you in our heart. We too have that love for you and love for Prophet in our heart even if we weren't able to be true to you. We weren't able to be true to him. But Ya Allah, we have that love. We have that feeling. We have that desire. We have that yearning that we want to be amongst your lovers. We want to be amongst your beloveds. And the last hadith also in Bukhari and Muslim that Nabi Kareem said that a mu'min will be brought to Allah SWT on the judgment. And Allah SWT will bring him close to him and then will envelop him and enshroud him. And then he will ask him one by one each sin. This will be a different type of Islam. But, oh my servant, do you remember that you did this sin? And he will say, yes, my love, I remember. Then he will say, do you remember this sin? He will say, I remember. And the commentators, commentators of Hadith mention that this will continue for each and every sin such that by the end this person will feel that there is no hope. <laughs> Allah Taala personally, directly, is individually counting out each and every one of my sins. Do you remember the sin? My Rabbi, I remember. Do you remember the sin? My Rabbi, I remember. And at the end of it all, Allah Taala will say, I covered that sin for you in the life of the world and I forgive it for you today. Because he got the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is why we must strive for the mercy of Allah. We must learn to lead a life of tawbah. Of trying to leave sin. Of wanting to leave sin. Comes another day that a person spent their whole life wanting to leave it. Trying to leave it. Slipping back into it. Then again wanting to leave it. Trying to leave it. Then again slipping back into it. If they spent their whole life like this. That Allah Ta'ala says the angel, to the angels that even though in his whole life he was never able to leave sin, in his whole life he never stopped wanting to leave sin, and that wanting of his, that yearning of his, that seeking of tawbah of his, it would not befit me as a tawab that I would not accept that tawbah, so I decree for him forgiveness on this day. 
So we have, have to have istiqamat on our tawbah, to be regular in our tawbah, to be true in our tawbah, to make tawbah to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as much as we can and make use of all of these ten things to earn that special mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so that we may also become like he said in Quran, the ayah that I began and end with, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ التَّوْبَابِينَ That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala loves the people of Tawbah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us amongst the Tawbabin. And by means of that, may He make us amongst the Mahbubin. وَآخِرُ الدَّعْوَانَ أَنَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْآمِنِ Make dua. Subhana Rabbina al-Wahab Allahumma salli ala sirna al-Hamad wa ala ala sirna Muhammad wa mabarik wa sallam Rabbana zalamna anfusana wa illam tafillana wa tarhamna lanakunanna min al-khasirin Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem Ya Allah, You are most kind and generous Rabb You are the most loving and loyal Rabb Ya Allah, You are the most beautiful and beloved Rabb Zalamna anfusana Ya Allah, we wronged our own selves we allowed ourselves to become distant from you. We allowed ourselves to become distant from Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ya Allah, we have become distant from all of these ten ways to become close to you. Ya Allah, we ask that you send your rahmah, your mercy upon us, your maghfir, your forgiveness upon us. Ya Allah, we ask that you forgive us on this night. Ya Allah, forgive us for all of the sins that we ever did. Forgive us for the sins that we did knowingly. Forgive us for the sins that we did unknowingly. Forgive us for the sins that we did in the day. Forgive us for the sins that we did at night. Forgive us for the sins that we did once. Forgive us for the sins that we repeated. Ya Allah, forgive us for the sins that we remember. Forgive us for the sins, Ya Allah, that we've even forgotten that we did them. And Ya Rabbi Kareem, erase the effect of sin from our mind. Erase the effect of sin from our heart. Wipe away the record of sin from our book. Wipe away the memory of sin from the earth. Ya Allah, erase the memory of sin from the angels. Ya Allah, wipe away the traces of sin from our organs and limbs. And Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Alhamdulillah Rahimeen, remove the gap that has come between us and you due to our sin. Remove the hardness of our heart that has come because of our sin. Remove the lack of pleasure in ibadat that has come to us because of our sin. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask that you bring us back onto this deen. Ya Allah, we ask that you send your hidayah on our hearts once again. Ya Allah, surely we weren't worthy of it. Surely we belittled it. Surely we disgraced it. We were not true to it. But Ya Allah, You are alone, are our Rabb. We have no other Rabb to turn to. We come to You with the kalimat of Iman. We come to You with the kalimat of Tawheed. Ya Rabbi Kareem, You have billions of servants. You have had billions of billions of ibad. But Ya Allah, we have only one You. Ya Allah, if You accept not our Tawbah on this night, there is no other Tawbah. There is no other Ghafoor. There is no other Ghafar. There is no other Rahman. There is no other Rahim. Ya Allah, You have billions of Salihin, you have billions of Siddiqeen. Ya Allah, we come to you tonight as amongst your Tawabeen. Allahumma j'alna min Tawabeen. Ya Allah, make us amongst the people of true Tawbah. Ya Allah, we pledge and promise and want to leave anything and everything for your sake and in your name. Ya Allah, take the attraction for unlawful things out of our heart. Take the pleasure of sin out of our heart. Take the thoughts of sin out of our mind. Take the ideas of sin out of our mind. It will be cream. Remove the emotions and desires of sin from our heart and breast. Ya Allah, purge us of sin. 
purify us of sin. Ya Allah, bring us into the sanctity and sanctuary of Iman. Grant us the aman of Iman. Grant us aman from our nafs. Grant us aman from shaitan. Grant us aman from the unlawful and excessive of the dunya. Grant us aman from the ill-wishers and ill-doers of this world. Ya Allah, let us enter in a state of iman. Let us enter in this deen of Islam kafatan. Let us enter it completely. Ya Allah, we pledge and promise that Ya Allah, we are sorry to you, that we apologize to you, that Ya Allah, we will make ourselves better for you. Ya Allah, we want to pray our fajr, we want to pray our salawat, we want to be regular in our faraiz, regular in our wajibat. Ya Allah, bless us with the sunnah, grace us with the sunnah, gift us with the sunnah, Ya Rabbi we are unworthy to be amongst this ummah. Ya Allah, it is your karam, your decree, your generosity that you have made us and selected us as his ummah. Ya Allah, he is Mustafa, and we are Mustafa that you selected us to be his. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us his in word and deed, make us his in body and spirit. Ya Allah, grant us the true sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu from the tips of our hair to the soles of our feet and from the depth of our heart and every attribute and sifat and adab and akhlaq that he had Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem Ya Allah, we ask that you forgive us for the sins of the eye forgive us for the sins of the tongue Ya Rabbi Kareem when will we have this ni'mah called taqwa Allahumma j'alna minal muttaqeen Ya Allah, let us be adorned in taqwa let us drown in this taqwa and increase us in our fear for you increase us in our hibat and our, and our understanding of your azmat and your jalal and your hamat over us, Ya Allah, make us amongst the shashi'een, make us amongst the humble and humbled, Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, Ya Alameen, Hamana Gunaukum Afarma, Hamana Sajusun Bardar Guzar Farma, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Hamana Bi Taqwa Kanur Ata Farma, Hamana Apna Sida, Sada, Satcha, Sutra Musulman Bana, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Hamana Bi Apni Muhammad Kibi Kabul Farma, Hamana Dil Kubi Apni Muhammad Celebrate Farma, Dil Kubi Apni Muhammad Celebrate Farma, Ya Rabbi Kareem, Hamana Bi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Sallam, Urnaki Sunnat Ki Muhammad Nasim. فرما یا اللہ عشق کا ایک قطر نصیب فرما عشق کا طلب کے ایک قطر نصیب فرما یا اللہ تو تو کریم ہے یا ربی کریم آپ کو عطا کرنا سجدہ ہے آپ کو معاف کرنا سجدہ ہے یا ربی کریم ہمیں بھی معاف فرما ہمیں بھی صالحین متقین کی فیرس میں شامل فرما یا ربی کریم ہم اپنے دو رنگی سے توبہ کرتے ہیں ہم گناہ کر کر تھک گئے ہیں ہم تنگ آگئے اپنے گناہ سے یا اللہ ہمیں ان گناہ سے نجات عطا فرما فکر کی گندگی سے پاک فرما گندی سوچ سے محفوظ فرما گندی خلاق سے محفوظ فرما یہ ربی کریم ہمیں اپنی یاد نصیب فرما اپنا ذکر نصیب فرما ہر وقت آپ کا خیال نصیب فرما یہ ربی کریم ہمیں بھی ذاکرین اللہ کثیر و مذاکرات کا مزداک بنا یہ ربی کریم ہمیں بھی اپنے چاہنے والوں کی فیرس میں شامل فرما یا ربی کریم امت مسلمہ پر اپنے خصوصی رحمت نازل فرما یا ربی کریم send your special mercy on this ummah on the مظلومین and متأثرین of this ummah on the oppressed and downtrodden of this ummah یا اللہ send a comfort and solace to their hearts as you alone can do یا ربی کریم آپ تو تو تن دلوں کو تسلی دینے والے ہیں یا ربی کریم ان کے دلوں کو سکون عطا فرما تسلی نصیب فرما اور ہمیں ان کی عالی خدمت کرنے کے لئے قبول فرما ان یا ربی کریم یا اللہ we ask you those of us who are ill to grant us health 
Those of us who are in financial difficulty, grant us risk halal, the pure and noble forms of wealth. And Ya Allah, those of us who have the blessing of health, who have the blessing of wealth, we have only our own laziness to blame. Ya Allah, take out this laziness. Take out the laziness of the nafs. Take out our idle self. Ya Rabbi Kareem, assusti kundur farma. Ya Rabbi Kareem, make us strong in our deen. Make us serious in our deen. Make us dynamic in our deen. Ya Rabbi Kareem, guide us close to you. Guide us near to you. Come running to us on this night. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, all of those gathered here today, as they came seeking you. They came seeking your taluk. They came seeking your kulb and your Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa said, Ana in the zanni abdi bi. Ya Allah, be with them as they hoped you to be. Ya Allah, let not the sins of the speaker be a hile in their way. Ya Allah, come to them running. Come to them fleeing. Grant them that kulb and tawbah that they seek. Grant them that muhammad and mahboobiyat that they yearn for. Ya Rabbi Kareem, all of us, we bless you, Ya Allah. Then Ya Allah, you, are our, you have called us Ya Ibadi. You have said we are your servants. Ya Allah, we call upon you, Ya Rabbi. Ya Rabbana, Ya Rabbi Al-Kareem. Ya Allah, you are our Rabb. Ya Allah, come back into our heart. Come back into our lives. Send your hidayah upon us once again. Give us another chance to be true to you. Give us another chance to be loyal to you. Ya Rabbi Kareem, give us another chance to be amongst you mu'mineen as-sadiqeen. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, we make dua for this masjid. And we bless all of the a'imma and imams of this masjid. All of the muntazineen of this masjid, all of the musalleen of this masjid, make it a shining light of the Qur'an, Sunnah, and Sharia for this town, for this country, and for the world. Fill the halls of this masjid with the muttaqeen, and Ya Allah, make this halls of this masjid produce legions and generations of muttaqeen, musalleen, salihin, and siddiqeen, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Ya Allah, bless this gathering and this masjid and everything that we heard and said today with your kubuliyya. Ya Rabbi Kareem, razi huja. Razi huja, apni raza wale zindagi naseeb farma. Ya Rabbi Kareem, hume aap se aap hi mangte hain. Aap se aap hi chate hain. Allahumma inna nas'aluka minka anta ya Allah. Ma'rifataka ya Allah. Muhammadaka ya Allah. Ya Rabbi Kareem, Ya Allah, we ask of you to grant us yourself, to grant us your kurb, to grant us your nearness, to grant us a relation with you, a bond with you that we will never lose. Ya Rabbi Kareem, we may forget you, but Ya Allah, never you forget us. Ya Allah, we may disobey you, but Ya Allah, never have you stopped sending your blessings on us. Ya Allah, you are our Rabbi Kareem. Ya Allah, make us your Abdul Munib. Ya Allah, Rabbi Kareem, let us accept our Tawbah. And let us do amal and make use of all of these ten ways. And Ya Allah, we too whisper the shafat of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And let us be remembered by him on that day. Let us also get water from him from Hawdi Kothra on that day. It became, let us not be ignored on that day. Let us not be ignored by you on that day. Let us not be the mizdaq of Allah yuzakki him on that day. It became, Ya Allah, make us the mizdaq. That, ya Allah, that we are looking upon you and gazing upon you on that day, such that we are smiling upon you and that you are smiling upon us, that we are recognizing Nabi Kareem Sallallahu and that he is recognizing us. And Ya Allah, we ask that you forgive us on this night and save us from the torment of the grave, save us from the trials of Yom Al-Qiyamah, save us from the punishment of the Akhirah, save us from the punishment of Jahannam. Ya Allah, Ya Rabbi Kareem, 
اللہ کوئی بیٹا اپنے ماں کے سامنے شرمندہ نہیں ہونا چاہتا یار بکری ممہ تو مؤمنین کے سامنے ہمارا حساب نہیں لینا اما عائش ربی اللہ تعالیٰ کے سامنے ہمارے کام نہ دکھانا ہمارے بد نظریاں نہ دکھانا یار بکریم آپ تو اسطار ہیں آپ تو چھپانے والے ہیں پردہ ڈالنے والے ہیں معاف کرنے والے ہیں بکریم جس طرح آپ نے اپنا کامل ستاری کا اظہار اس دنیا میں کیا اور ہمارا گناہوں کو ایسے چھپا کر رکھے بکریم اس دن بھی اپنا ستاری والا معاملہ فرما پردہ پوشی والا معاملہ فرما اور اس پردہ میں اس حدیث کے مطابق ہمارے بھی مغفرت کے فیصلے فرما جنت کے فیصلے فرما یار بکریم یا اللہ یو کنسیل hearts And anything that is even slightly displeasing to you, make it repugnant in our hearts. Increase our hearts in our love for you, and our love for the deen, and our love for Quran, and our love for your Nabi Kareem, and our love for his sunnah, and our love for all of the mu'mineen. Rabbana takabba minna innaka anta samiul areem, wa tubu alayna innaka anta tawabur raheem, wa sallallahu ta'ala ala habibihi Sayyidina Muhammad, wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'een, bi rahmatika ya arhamar rahimeen.